It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, Brandon and I are we're talking about a few different things, man. Got a lot on the agenda. How are you doing, man? Doing well, man. Today's a big day. Today's we, a big day, yeah. We won the free times. We won the free times, man. Free times, for those you don't know, it is a newspaper. Uh, it's a publication. The newspaper. The this, newspaper. This is the, this is the WrestleMania this is the uh, <laughs> of Columbia Contest. <laughs> yes. The grandest stage of them all. Yeah, and so they, they run this every year, and it is, uh, you know, people have to go on and vote, and it's uh, it's kind of a difficult process to vote, because you got to select, like, a lot of, when you go to vote, you have to, you can't just, like, walk in, vote, or go log on and vote for one thing. you mm-hmm. got to, like, go and go through, like, the whole ballot and select a bunch of different things so like it's time intensive to to vote for people yeah and you only get to vote once like throughout the whole contest so right. people can't stuff the ballots and like log in every day yeah yeah too. and and this one honestly like this one means a ton because we didn't campaign for this right no, we didn't do nothing. one single post didn't really, mm-hmm. i didn't really say anything to my patients at all it really wasn't on my mind and i mean I, it's it's awesome getting this recognition during these corona times man because I, sure. I, I like i like to look at it as a reflection of you know us making some some tough but good decisions right end of the day we're able to stay open keep our people safe keep all of our staff and so yeah it's cool to get recognized so here's to a here's to a strong finish for 2020, right? yeah dude that was it was pretty cool man so yep. this is the first um you know the first one of these that I've, i i've been around for you know so that's it definitely is meaningful and it's uh yeah it, it's it's crazy you know because there, there's a lot of great options out there and i think it just like you mentioned it speaks to having kind of just done things the right way for a while, man. For sure. You keep doing things the right way. Eventually, you'll get your your, your people and, and your patients are your your best source of marketing, right? And so those are who went out and voted yep. for us. So, Absolutely. I mean, so thank you again. Yeah. Thank you, Columbia. Yes, Thanks thank to all our you patients, so friends, family, all that stuff. Um, so we got to give an update on Billy Jones, right? Billy Jones went down on Friday, bro. I I, I we bet were it wrong. against my we, own I son. Know. <laughs> I betrayed him. Uh, and just again, not no slight to to Haley. She went after it too. But Adam came out and just. Balled out, man. Two oh six, right? <laughs> two, it's two oh six, and that was with him failing his last muscle. It would have been sub two yeah. if he had hit that last muscle he up. He crushed there. it, so he crushed it. And Haley got it. Unfortunately, got a DNF. Like she made it through a few of the muscle ups and was just like, you know, I don't have it. And so you know, ask her, Kaylee, what did we learn? And apparently, mm-hmm. you got to have chalk, right? It's yeah, not, some, it is not a crutch. It's mm-hmm. a necessity in some cases. And so, um, good news is we're gonna do it again in two weeks. Yeah, we'll do repeat, it live. Repeat live yep. on Better Fast yep. Podcast Instagram. That was so much fun. Man. Yeah, that was, was good having everybody around watching mm-hmm. that. And they went after it, man. I am impressed. I, I I know better than to bet against Adam, but uh, you know, Haley worked hard. She went for yep. it. She get she went for it, she which did. is good. But they both went fast out of the gate. Yeah, and Adam was just able to hold on. Yeah, that's. I think that's a strategy. I said, "What would you do different, Adam?" He said, "Just not miss that muscle up." Yeah, I'm casual, and casual. he's so and he's so like 
Adam is so like humble and reserved with his approach. We were trying to get him to talk some junk. We were yeah, like trying to get him to do, do it. He, do it. Uh-uh. he was like his. His his uh, quietness is making me nervous. It was, yeah, it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Yep, stoic. Yeah, He's just stoic man. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the word yep. for sure. All right, what else? A um, little bit of current events. Are, are we getting football? I mean, the SEC schedule came out, right? So man, I, I'm I getting excited. I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but I can't help I it. I can't, right? dude. It's, it's seeing, almost September, you know. It's South know. Carolina. Well, well, we're one day away from the start, official start of classes, I think, for USC. But mm-hmm. um, you saw what happened in North Carolina, man. Chapel yep. Hill, two days in, they already put everybody back online. A couple hundred people in isolation. <laughs> yeah, for, man. It's, 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 I'm not going to get optimistic about college football. I think somehow if baseball is still getting played you know, right now and basketball is going I, – I, I'm confident the NFL is going to have a season. Oh, yeah, um, NFL's yeah, not like they're not going to miss out. But um, And they're back in, in practice now too. Right. I'm watching all my Joe Burrow high – his yeah, baby. Go, yeah. go Bengals. Yep, I'm one of the one of the few in the proud out there sporting, yeah. that, sporting Cincinnati. But yeah. uh, Big Ten's out. Big Ten's, Big Ten's out. out. And, that's, yeah. and that's interesting too, man, because like, if the SEC and the ACC actually pull this thing off, that's that's bad news for the Big Ten. I mean, just yeah. there's so much that rides on college football. I mean, think about – your tenured professor, you don't give a crap about sports. Like your job could be on the line based off a of ticket sales for a football game. It's kind of wild how that whole system works. It's really been interesting to kind of expose all the dynamics. Yeah, of that, you know, and then you got to think from a player standpoint. Big Ten and, and people are talking about playing in the spring. Like if I am a potential draft pick, or a, I'm probably probably not going to do that. Right. You know, I mean, if people sit out or people are willing to sit out a bowl game to to save their to save themselves and be prepared for the draft mm-hmm. and, and and you know not risk that injury like they're not gonna play a full season right. in that same time frame where they would have played one game right, right. so sure. if people have shown that they're willing to sit out bowl games they'll sit out the spring season yeah. man I, I think don't blame them dude Justin Fields if you're listening Gamecocks can use you and yeah. we, we all hey we Come all hate, down we Come all hate Ohio down. State around here right? hey <laughs> hey now hey now what's that word what's that word the FIFA. Uh, you have to fi- it's FIFO. FIFO, yeah, FIFO. You, have to, you have to Google that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my roommate called me that one time. I moved down here. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> All oh, right. Man. So then we got awesome external cue of the week. I got to give this guy a shout out. So this is Daryl Aravelo. And Daryl, I've known him for years. He was an intern for us back in the day when he was at USC. Daryl, thank you for signing up for the Patreon. Thank you for joining. Um, tell you something about Daryl. This kid... This kid is oozing with talent. So when he was at USC, he was the president of the hip-hop dance club, right? Spurs up. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. He's got talent. He actually did like a show for us one day at the clinic. It was was awesome. But um, look, if you're a PT out there, if you think you're going to perform, if you think you're going to be able to work perform an artist, once Daryl moves into your town, you got another thing coming. He is Mr. Steal Your Girl, Mr. Steal Your Patience. (laughs) He is, uh, we'll call him the stanky leg physio. So um, (laughs) Daryl. Daryl came correct. He gave us a long list of external cues that he uses for dance. So listen to these hitters. Here we go. I'm going to start rapid fire. Pretend your chest is the base. Hit the ground with your foot and let the energy travel up. Right angles and shapes. I like this one. Grind the floor. It makes me about Usher. Have you ever been to an Usher concert? <laughs> Grind the floor. Uh, light on your feet. Stay on the balls of your feet. Expand your limbs. Isolate your hips. Puff your chest like a rooster. Puff out your chest like a rooster. Feel the energy travel through you. Pretend you just got electrocuted. Pretend you're a rapper. And then rounds it out with a little South Carolina reference. Pretend you're barefoot on concrete during a South Carolina summer. So he's talking about staying light on your feet there. So, Daryl, thank you for these, man. If you are spitting cues like this in the clinic, you're going to be a great PT. Really appreciate that. Yeah, man. No, I love it. I I don't personally know Daryl. I've I've only heard everything you've told me, man. But those are some some good good cues, man. Seems like like he's setting himself up for for success. He is good people. Um, Speaking of the Patreon, do you know what you're talking about this week? Yeah, man. You know, I had... um, you know, an interesting eval uh, last week. Um, 
I would say interesting. It was it was something that I would say wasn't very straightforward mm-hmm. and spine related. So you know, it's every once in a while. I know everybody's had these, you know, those type of evals where they come in and, and you're you you believe after the subjective, you think that you have an idea of what's going on, and you start going into your objective and you're trying to rule rule in, rule out different things, and you're going through and you're like, this is just not something's not adding up. So mm-hmm. I want I'll talk through that a little bit and kind of where we went with it and cool. what uh, you know what we ended up. You know, deciding what's going on and and mm-hmm. and where we're going to go from a treatment perspective too. So, yeah, every once in a while that happens. Too, and I have a student right now too. Yeah. So, so going through that too with, with both of us and talking after, like both of us, man, that was a little bit of a weird one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, yeah, sure. yeah, like, yeah, that, that was that wasn't very straightforward. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you know, it's my dude. Me For thinking sure. like I'm glad you thought it was weird too. <laughs> yeah, man, and and so I've got I, I decided I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I'm going back about maybe two years since I've had one of these. So. Stop me if you've heard this one before. So middle-aged dude, joins CrossFit, can't get into the front rack position. So mm-hmm. um, basically he, he wanted to come to the clinic and it, because his friends were making fun of him for reverse curl on his cleans, right? So it's mm-hmm. uh, good old playground politics there, right? A lot of life lessons can be learned there. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually record that one this afternoon. So we'll kind of talk about what we saw on the assessment and what we attacked, what we treated, and uh, yeah, how we had some success with that. So um, let's get into this episode. So we got some updates along the, the firefighter front. You want to tell us about what you're doing? Cause you're kind of hitting both sides of town a little bit, right? Yeah, man. It's a, uh, kind of a little crazy, a little busy right now, but I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, back in, in the beginning of the year, really, I think it was January, technically February we started. Um, you know, I started in the volunteer firefighter program for Columbia, Richland County. And, um, this is something, you know, one of our, our colleagues, one of our PTs, Tristan had gone through this program and, and, and had, you know, had nothing but great things to say and and you know chelsea our front desk coordinator um at the time who's crushing at the citadel as expected mm-hmm. um chelsea and i were um were debating like man maybe we want to do this and i'd always had in my mind i might want to do some some firefighting stuff or something like that and so we started the volunteer fire program and so it started with emergency medical responder training so you had to go through through that which wasn't too difficult from having the pt background um and then COVID hit, so mm-hmm. we weren't able to keep going right away. But now it's picked back up in like a hybrid format. So we had to do hazmat uh, awareness stuff, um, and then now we're into Fire One. And so it's all lecture online, and you know all that kind of stuff, reading the book, and then skills work going in for skill stuff, which has been fun, man. And Y'all did something crazy this weekend. We, right? dude, this weekend was was some nuts. So you know, full gear. You're on your uh, your air pack. You're on your pressurized air, and uh, you know, blindfolded, crawling through mm-hmm. uh, through a building, right, and learning how to control your breathing and because you know your tank has a limited amount of air and if you can't control your breathing you are sh- drastically shortening the amount of time that you can spend in there how and, much time and, do you get on average uh, I, like, from what I understand it's like up to 45 minutes for uh, like regular tank. breathing I think cool. uh, I believe cool. yeah, I may be wrong on that again I'm cool. still going through it yeah. um, but do I love the, the actually learning more about it from a um you know, actually just the, the like fire science and mm-hmm. fire behavior and that kind of stuff. It's just, it's really interesting stuff. And it's kind of nice to have something in can, like that is totally separate from PT in, in a way to, to be interested and to learn about. Right. And yeah, and, that's important. Yeah. So, so like it's, it's not everything I'm reading. It's just, and not that I don't want to continue just, you know, trying mm-hmm. to become the best PT possible, but it is nice to have a little bit of a break in that way. Yeah. Um, and so it's been fun and, and, totally unrelated to that um you know that that will go through like november we got fire one then we get auto extrication learn how to cut people out of cars mm-hmm. that's gonna be fun and then fire two but unrelated to that we're actually going to start working with the fire department over on this side of town um from a strength conditioning perspective mm-hmm. uh, the west columbia fire nice. department man so that's going to be that starts uh, next month yeah so we got a lot of exciting things coming and i want to I circle back around to something you said too about just having something outside of pt i think that's so important we see that in like all aspects of life right you think yeah. about athletes 
right? Mm -hmm. People that play multiple sorts growing up have more success. We see that with finance. You have a divorce, uh, divorce, yeah. diverse yeah. portfolio. Uh, you tend to do better in the investment game, that kind of thing too. And I think it's just important for, you know, as being a clinician, as being just a well-rounded human being to, you know, not have such a myopic view of one particular topic. So you are doing some wild stuff. So what's like, all right, so when people join like the police, they get maced at the end, right? What's the equivalent of that? They line you up and squirt you with a fire hose. Or I don't know how. I don't like, know what's the exactly. initiation. <laughs> that part I'm not not aware of yet. Um, but I know in in training. I mean, we were gonna go. We will be in you know controlled you know controlled fires and scenarios mm -hmm. where we're actually gonna, you're gonna have to go through mm -hmm. all of that, which is gonna be awesome. But the uh, I don't know if they have an initiation. Yeah. And what, and so what's your end game with this too? Like, what are you hoping to get out of this when it's all said and done? You know, um, I think everybody's trying to find their place and how they can give back in some way, mm -hmm. right? Um, and, and I don't really have that right now. And then some people, it's it's free, it's pro bono PT. Some people, right. but for me, having something that's totally separate, I think I want to be able to to do a couple things. One, potentially pick up shifts actually at a station. You're assigned to a station mm -hmm. um, and be able to run calls, be able to do that and to, to go and, and get into the community and help the community. Um, but then also to be able to have the knowledge to be able to be a better um, you know, I guess citizen in a way of being able to, if I'm around something and can help and having the knowledge to help. Um, and I'll probably run some calls from my personal vehicle too. You know, you can actually show up in your personal vehicle with your equipment and meet, basically meet the truck there to help. Um, they give you a siren so, if you can put on the top. Yeah, so they don't, red, they, 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 they don't do that for mainly more of like, it actually, I think it's more from like a statistic standpoint of auto accidents. Yeah. Um, they actually, that's the big thing they stress. If you're responding to your personal vehicle, take your time because you can't help anyone if you don't get there, you know? So, uh, yeah, I know. So, so you gotta take your time. Yeah. But, um, so I, I'm gonna try, hopefully pick up shifts and, and get to, you know, try to be able to give back to my community a little bit more in, in that way. You know, I feel like that's mm -hmm. gonna be, uh, you know, physically capable of doing something like this. And, and so I, I feel like it's a way to use you know skills that I have to be able to help. Yeah, that's so that's, that's kind of where I'm going with it. That's awesome, man. And, and you know, just growing up, you know, I've I've seen people who are just wildly successful tend to be very generous as well too with their time, with money, whatever it is too. So that's really really good to give back to the community. And I got a feeling that's going to come back to you tenfold at the end of the day too. Yeah, so. Man. Switching gears again now, talking about this this West Columbia deal. We got yeah, yeah. Around. So, so what spurred that? And this is really exciting too because, you know, I grew up with my you know my next door neighbor growing up. He's an awesome guy. He was a firefighter, but you know, I had this perception that you know these were a lot of big dudes that sat around the station most of the time. They're 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 good at cooking steaks and sausages on the grill in the station, and they're responding to a call. They take care of it, but most of the day is spent not doing anything. Yeah. It sounds like these guys are wanting to get fit. Yeah, man. So, so one of the most important things right now, it seems to be a little bit of a push within the, uh, the you know, fire, I guess fire community is, is uh, you know, physical fitness and health mm -hmm. and wellness, right? Um, I think you know it's it's something that with in this community, right? Historically, it may not have been prioritized as much as it as it needed to be, and so that's one of the biggest things. Even in our education from the volunteer program is learning how to take care of yourself, um, you know, and and because you're fitness could save your life kind of thing or save someone else's life and and, and so uh and again even from an aerobic standpoint being able to control your breathing and, and to be more efficient there might prolong your time you can spend on the air pack so um with this it's a a little bit unique in that this can't came out of nowhere we were fortunate enough to have a, a patient um who uh, amy actually worked with who basically was unable to to work and and amy got him 
back to, you know, arguably even better to where than he was prior to. And then he wanted more, transitioned over and became a client of mine. And so then we started working with him on a client, as a client and continued to build, I think, at the department, seeing his success and him being a huge advocate and them, you know, him them pushing them to invest in some things mm-hmm. led to this. So they invested and bought a bunch of brand new equipment, um, power racks, bars, plates, kettlebells, dumbbells, rower, bike, everything for the station, brand new but a lot of times there's there's not necessarily that that training literacy, I guess, and like understanding exactly what to do amongst the whole department. So then it was like, well, how are we going to get the most out of it? So they decided that they want to make a, a, a basically mandatory physical training time part of what they do at that department. And they're a standalone department, right? Mm-hmm. So they can do that. So it's 24 on 48 off, but one hour is of every shift is going to be devoted to training. And that it's when it's mandatory. Like everyone will do it. It's part of their job. Uh, obviously, if they run a call or something, that changes, right? Sure. It's up, but every day. Um, and so... They fortunately think so. We had this this connection. They reached out about um, us, you know, assisting with this. And so uh, myself and Adam, um, Adam's helping me out a lot with it, and and Amy uh, too. Uh, Adam and I are going to kind of put together more the the training aspect of it, and Amy is helping me to put together how we're going to you know basically distribute nutritional information and how we're going to go about that process. Um, and it's basically, you know, an all encompassing training program uh, and which has been fun to try to put this together. For sure. Yeah. I, and I think that's going to make a huge impact because it's almost like you're starting from a blank slate. It would seem yeah, like yeah. you're taking this holistic approach with it too. So logistically, I'm yeah. thinking like, all right, so I'm thinking first step one is going to be how are we going to you know get to know these people? How are we going to take them through assessments? That kind of thing. Yeah, too. yeah. So how's that going to work? So, right. So it's not a huge department um, in terms of it is uh, essentially 24 full-time firefighters. Mm-hmm. They don't have any volunteers at this one. Um, so uh, we are going to go through an initial assessment, right? Um, mm-hmm. So it's still a general program, right? Because mm-hmm. they're all going to be doing this together. Um, so, so it will be individualized in that we're going to try to use that assessment to give each person some things that they need to work on if we can right um mm-hmm. and 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 that will be a movement assessment um and then also uh some initial uh data collection some initial baseline testing being that i want to use this i want to be able to demonstrate to them that this is helping them right mm-hmm. keep that buy-in high because i know you, know, you might think that everybody's going to be bought in but it all 24 are not going to be bought in right mm-hmm. you know so so showing them that they're making progress and then also using that for as a, a proof of concept for mm-hmm. other departments mm-hmm. um and so it will be some baseline testing, and Adam and I are kind of putting that together a little bit. There will be some aerobic testing. Some we'll test some lower body and upper body strength because you know upper body strength for for firefighters is huge, um, and you know it's kind of something that I think is uh, you know people don't think about, but being able to lift and carry and drag and throw at that things is it was really important. Um, we'll, and we'll do some energy system stuff from more of an aerobic uh, standpoint, but also repeat efforts because a lot of firefighting is repeat efforts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so we're, we're going to develop some, some testing essentially for all of them or for all of that to kind of get some baseline data for it on everyone. Gotcha. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then give each person maybe a, a few things they need to work on from based on maybe some of their movement assessment and then use some of the data to help drive the training program a little bit, but also for reassessment in the future. Gotcha. So if I heard you correct, there, there is going to be individual components, but also they're going to be together as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the training will pretty much be, yeah, it's more of the individual stuff might be specific mobility work if right. needed or, or if someone has, or, yeah, or, or trying to identify if someone has a really big limitation, you know, they're the, I, I kind of talk, talk about the structure. I can't, but they, um, you know, 
helping them figure out what they're going to need to do for things to not make it to where they have to try to figure out on their own. Sure. Um, Cause each shift, basically three, eight person shifts, there's going to be a peer fitness leader right. that, that kind of I'm going to be in contact with, mm-hmm. but that person is not necessarily a coach. Right. right. So, so somebody who, who, is bought in, loves the gym, probably is a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, more fit or has more experience. But you know, it's, it's hard for them to have to be able to scale or modify things for everybody else. Sure. So trying to at least see the big problems beforehand to right. give them strategies ahead of time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and, and, and that's great too. So you, you'll have these systems in place, right? Yeah. So it sounds like you know after a couple months in, it should be a well oiled machine. Um, so just. I know y'all been writing some things up, right? So yeah, just, yeah. just to give our listeners a sample, like what would be an example of, of a training session? What would a training session look like for a group like this? Yeah, no, it's going to be, it, so this is the first part is kind of talking about how the week's going to look, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a shift work is tough anyway. We've talked about on here how to program for shift right. work. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to be a little bit different because it is actually a mandatory period during training. So I've talked about a little bit previously about when I work with people, uh, you know, that would do these kinds of shift that I, like their first day off is typically a certain type of training. Usually Usually more um, resistance training esque, um, not necessarily hitting a ton of intense energy system work because mm-hmm. they just came off a long shift. And then day two would be more of an ex- uh, 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 harder uh, conditioning type piece, like more intensity before they're back on shift again. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a little bit different because it's actually occurring on shift. So mm-hmm. the way I have it structured and the way we're going to start, and again, this is the first time I'm, I'm doing this, so it could change. Mm-hmm. Um, their day one is going to be the mandatory session that each shift will do on shift right and that's going to be a very balanced session in terms of it will have um, you know a little bit of every major movement pattern in there a little bit of strength and conditioning built in right Mm -hmm. Um, because that's the only session that I'm I know every person is going to be doing Mm -hmm. right so that's my one and so basically it will be like the way the station will be day one day one day one because like the three shifts will come in and then it will switch to the next main main training day. Mm-hmm. So I know that each person is at least getting one training day every three days. Yep. But the way I'm structuring it is I'm having an optional day two to be performed the day they come off shift, mm-hmm. right? Because the goal is to make it not have to be because people travel from all over, have to come to the department mm-hmm. more often. So ideally, they will come in. The first couple of hours of your day, you have to go through and inspect all of your stuff, you basically get set up, do what you need to do. So the training will be more late morning for the actual on shift people. But shift changes is earlier in the morning. So the group that just came off will be able to do some day two stuff as an optional day two if they want to. And that would be done prior to the next shift's day one, if that makes sense. So makes sense, it's yeah. kind of a day, if you know, if I'm on, on shift today, I will hit, say, 10 a.m., I will hit my day one training with everybody, go through the day and the night. Next morning, say I get off at 8 a.m., I have from 8 to 10 mm-hmm. to that, that group of eight people has an optional day written. And so I'm going to write that with like almost some tiers in it to where if they had no calls or one call the night before, they could be a little bit more intensive with it. But if they had four or five calls the night before, they could either take it off or it could be completely very recovery-based. And and they wouldn't be missing out on anything because it's a, a more of a secondary priority day. Mm-hmm. So the the... The, it's going to be kind of day one on shift, day two right when you come off, three I'm going to have listed as a rest day before they come back on shift again for their next day one. Right. Um, but those day one, since I basically know I'm getting one day every three days, um, 
my thought process initially is basically running an A day, a B day, and a C day, and then repeat. So you end up hitting the same type of workout nine days later, um, rather than just flopping back forth between an A and a B. Um, but they're all going to be more full body in nature, um, and they're all go- and not necessarily like muscle group split related, right. and they're all going to have a little bit of strength and a little conditioning. Mm-hmm. But then we're also dealing with this without going too in the rabbit hole. There's a little bit of some space limitation stuff for eight people and sure. two racks and things. So it will be more of like everybody warms up a little bit together. They split where more some people are working on the rack. Some people are doing more accessory type work. They flop. So mm-hmm. it'll be like two groups of four. They flop right. and then come back together at something at the yeah. end kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, and and so we're gonna at least begin with that kind of structure yeah. and then and and see how it goes. That's Test, good. retest, and and adjust. That's gonna be good. In and. and I don't think we talked about this before, but I grew up in this area, right? Mm-hmm. My, my, my home I grew up in is literally four minutes down the road. And Tri-City Leisure Center, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the gym that's been around. Best deal in town. It's like 110 bucks a year, and it's like got everything you need. But the West Columbia Fire Department would actually you know, roll yeah. in and show up once a day, but there was no structure to it. A lot of times right, they'd right. be doing some bench and curls. They'd be in there for 15, 20 minutes, and they'd be out. So mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to be a case where at this point, they don't know what they don't know yet. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to make a world of difference. So I can see this getting pretty cool. I can see there being like, you know, in the future, once they get rolling, this being like some competitions maybe between apartments and stuff yeah, like that too. Yeah. Do they have like firefighter games on the, in that, I think? Yeah, I, yeah, I believe so. Again, I'm very new to the yeah. community, so I apologize if there are people listening that know more yeah. about it than I do. Um, but there definitely are, are some things like that. And, and I think it will be there will be some in-house kind of competition stuff, especially from a testing standpoint. Got to make it fun. Yeah, I mean, they have some physical assessment stuff right. they have to do and have to pass every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, honestly, I look at I look at like the a the APFT as a model or the new way mm-hmm. it was ACFT now um, mm-hmm. or whatever the new one's called where they it, it, it's rather just having some baseline arbitrary testing like sit-ups in two minutes and a, and a mile and a half run mm-hmm. having something that's trying to relate more to the demand so that's how we started this was put together a needs analysis mm-hmm. what does this group need to be able to do how do we find assessments that represent those needs mm-hmm. and, uh, to be able to track them and then designing the training to help uh, improve those specific areas so I'm going to have something like you know the army has the sprint drag, sprint drag carry mm-hmm. event something very similar to that um, that's a little bit more related to this we're going to test like I mentioned those different areas um, because I, I want to make sure that what we're you know, this is a little different than somebody that's coming to me for just health and fitness. That's a component of it. But sure. there's also performance in a very specific way. So sure. just like any program, you got to do a needs analysis. Or if this was an individual, you're talking to them about their goals. Right. Same Absolutely. kind of thing. So I know we got a lot of PTs, a lot of PT students listening. And, and we've acknowledged several times the last few months, time, times are different right now because mm-hmm. of, because of you know, COVID lockdowns. We've got these Medicare cuts coming, that kind of stuff. So people, it's forcing people to get creative. There, yeah. there's, there's telehealth. There's people selling products. I got to think though, if, if you have a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, this is an idea, right? You know, you know, if, if, you're, yeah. if you're struggling, how am I going to make money? How am I going to get creative? This is a really, really good thing that people could probably emulate in their own communities, correct? Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely not saying everybody needs to go become a volunteer. I actually started that prior to this whole process. Right. Yeah, now, it does give me new, yeah, yeah. It does give me new insight into it. You can um, speak the language and have exactly, a little more insight yeah. about what they're doing, that kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And, and, and so it's, uh, I think... You know, if there's a population you want to work with, and the tactical population in some ways is a population that I really enjoy working with. I love. We're, we're fortunate being close to Fort Jackson. Mm-hmm. We do have a chance to work with uh, uh, you know a lot of soldiers, and so mm-hmm. the, you know that is an, an awesome opportunity. Yep. And so if you have a population you want to work with, sometimes you got to seek that out. You know, right. it's not always just going to come to you. And so this, I feel like, is a, a very logical carryover of a lot of stuff we do with our CrossFitters For and sure. with uh, when we work with the military. So it kind of it fits into to. You know, something that that I'm becoming more and more passionate for sure. about too. And just just 
for, for reference, when we refer to tactical, we're referring to firefighter, police, military, mm-hmm. essentially. Yep. So last question for you then is, now that you're in this world and you're getting this thing going, what background do you recommend, maybe outside of the formal PT education, what, what have you found to be useful for what you've already started to establish? And it would seem that the number one thing is probably relationships, right? You know, shout out to you and Amy for getting yeah, this thing oh, started. Yeah, yeah. A- yeah. A- well, big shout out to Amy. I mean, Amy, we, all, we talk about how great Amy is yep. all the time, um, but, uh, you know, her... Yeah, that's a big part of it. We mentioned in the beginning, like if you do the right thing, do right by people, work really hard, and get and and you know generate good results. Eventually, that can lead to some awesome things. And mm-hmm. so, it really was not where you know in my mind, like I didn't see this as a, a possibility of something mm-hmm. happening. Um, it kind of happened organically, and right. then you know I, we had to sit down and think, well, how would this really work? Um, but yeah, relationships are the biggest thing, man. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're trying to to learn more about how to actually design pro- training for this type of population, there's some great resources out there. I think uh, a CrossFit background helps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know... Get a level yeah. one, start mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, yeah. I think it, from the NSCA, there are great options. Mm-hmm. I think from the, both the CSCS, but then also the, the, they have a whole tactical, uh, basically, division and certification and a textbook for just working with tactical athletes. Yeah. Yep. And so, um, and, and I'm going to... Event, I've, read through that book, I'm going to actually take that once the next certification year comes up because right. it gets you a huge CEO. Yeah. So I'm just waiting sure. to take the exam yeah, until, wait next, till next year. Yeah, yeah, wait till next next yeah. January or February. So that yeah. way it gets me almost the next right, all right, my right, CEUs right. back. I gotta play the game sometimes. Yes. Um, yeah. So what about your OPEX background? Oh I think yeah, I I'm, I'm always you know, I can't speak highly enough of, of what that's done for my career, man, because it really helps, especially in, with that that needs analysis and really being able to to, to help structure training. Sure. Um, you know, it's 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 so much more than just, you know, oh, we haven't done this in a while, let's try that kind of right. thing. And so I think they give, they give a great framework to work with all types of populations. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely not going to, you know, definitely can't undersell that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a huge part of it. Between OPEX, CrossFit, NSCA, I feel like I, I take a little bit from, from everybody and, and I think all of it's been valuable. Well, there it is. There's a formula. So if you're no. planning out your Con Ed budget, CrossFit, yeah. TSAC, or NSEA, and OPEX. Yeah, that's it. That's an expensive Con Ed budget right yeah, there. But, <laughs> but, but it's, it's over investment. multiple years. It's it an is investment. investment. And honestly, like, to tell you the truth, I use more of that kind of stuff than mm-hmm. I did from you know stuff I probably learned from my master's program. Yeah. Not that that wasn't a valuable experience, but in terms of the actual application of things, um, you know, yeah, maybe I, I can't couldn't use those to be able to be an expert on the Krebs cycle like I had to mm-hmm. know during during grad school. But um, you know, from an, from being able to apply those concepts, I think that uh, you know those three areas have been super helpful for mm-hmm. me. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, I, I am really excited to see this thing take off. Uh, just yeah. I, you know, I enjoy getting the firefighters in here as well too. They're just mm-hmm. they're just good human beings. They're they're hard workers. They just they just get it done. So um, it's going to be really it's really cool fun, to see man. see them coming through the door a little bit more uh, in the future. So um, again, check out our Patreon if you haven't already. We're, we're throwing a lot of good stuff on there. We've been really consistent. Um, some dry needling stuff on there too here and there. Um, but we're definitely guaranteed. You're doing two episodes each week. One from Josh, one from me, and that's better faster. Co- Patreon.com slash better faster cases. Always do that patreon.com slash better faster cases i'm gonna have the link in the show notes and other than that have a good week this is better faster podcast we're out this episode is brought to you by vertex pt specialist one patient per doctor physical therapy per hour Guaranteed, the best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.